0: This episode is brought to you by SD Sober Living. If you or someone you know needs a safe and supportive recovery home, then reach out to SD Sober Living at www.sdsoberliving.org or call 619-625-0769. That's 619-625-0769. Come get some San Diego recovery and some fuck fentanyl at SD Sober Living.
1: Some time up get depressed, I might overeat, I might not eat, sometimes I get to buy shit that I don't even need, clothes that I'm never gonna
0: wear, I get to entertaining old relationships and shit, real ones know the
2: shoes that I walk in, had to
0: Welcome to the Fuck Fentanyl Podcast. I am Lise Romero. I am the Fuck Fentanyl guy. Today, I have a really special guest coming from Coca, Florida. This is my friend, Carissa Foster.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> How are you doing?
1: I'm so much better now that I'm back in San Diego.
0: Yeah, back in Oside too. Your yes, Your hood. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so um, before we get started with Carissa, um, I do want to make an announcement that, you know, so um um like like almost like a year ago or, or something like that you know um Carissa and me were talking about doing a podcast and i knew she was coming back to San Diego and i was totally all about it and that's what kind of kind of started that whole talk and um you know Carissa was you know kind of got delayed a few times and it happens um you'll you'll hear more about that <laughs> <laughs> but um so um you know i got started Um, with it a month ago you know and got some of my friends you know my models and people that were involved with fuck fentanyl from the beginning but i i did want to make the announcement that carissa is going to be my co-host uh yeah so you know we're we're gonna probably start it out a little light because she is getting back on her feet but eventually you know i i definitely would love to have Carissa on in all fuck fentanyl podcast episodes in the future Here, here. Okay. Okay. Congratulations. So, um, all right, Carissa. So, um, uh, tell me, what was your life like growing up over here? (laughs) (laughs) Let's start it.
1: I'm so sorry. Um, I have a very dark sense of humor. Oh, Um, me too. So... I have a photographic memory, um, and that doesn't mean that I remember everything, but the things that I do remember really stand out to me and, uh, they're very vivid. Um, I grew up in Escondido, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> um, <laughs> my parents were tweaking, you know, most of my life and, um, it was really weird. Uh, I was, I never felt like I fit in. And, um, I have this very vivid memory of asking one of my friends when I was like eight, if she could come spend the night at my house. And, um, she was like, yeah, I'll go ask my mom. And, you know, when she came back, she was like, my mom said no, because your parents are on drugs. And I was just mortified. And, um, there was a lot of things growing up that happened in my house that I just didn't, I knew didn't happen at other kids' houses. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, I grew up on top ramen. My dad was yeah. in and out of jail. My yeah. parents were always fighting, you know, my dad sold drugs. Um, there was always strangers in and out of our house. Yeah. Um, and I just genuine, like generally grew up with this anxious feeling and constantly feeling like i have to protect myself and and my little brother like i have a three-year-old or three <laughs> a three-year-old brother i have a little brother that was three years younger than me gotcha. um little, and little guy. <laughs> yeah and so i always um felt i don't know if obligated is the right word because i didn't like resent the fact that i felt like i had to take care of him but i definitely felt protective over him and I already had to take care of myself, so one would assume, you know, I would have to take care of him, too, because he was even younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was eight, um, CPS got involved, and oh, wow. they removed me and my brother from the home. So oh, no way. Then I was, like, bounced around from Polinski Center to Group Home to Foster Home to Group Home to Foster oh, wow. Home. and Yeah, um... That was a lot. Um, when when I was really little, when I was about seven, my little brother, his name was Ethan, um, he got diagnosed with cancer. And so we thought he was going to maybe die. Um, and that was one of my earlier traumas. And then um, I was sexually abused by a distant relative one of the times oh, that my wow. dad was in jail yeah actually oh i think both God. of my parents were in jail for like a six month span when i was like four years old so oh, um wow. the trauma like and how old
0: were you when this happened Four. Oh my fucking God.
1: so the trauma was just like very much from birth yeah um Uh, My parents were really young. My mom was 18 and my dad was 20 when they had me. Mm -hmm. And um, I think they were dabbling with meth like before I was born. But Mm. after I was born, it just got so much worse. And that's when I'm sure they started, you know, slamming it. And that's not to say that, uh, you know, meth isn't bad if you smoke it or snort it or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I just think it causes more dangers. Yeah, it yeah. just brings like a whole nother element to yeah. it and puts a whole another level of severity on it. Mm-hmm. Um so that yeah, that was just like a cycle for my family. I mean, they got us back in their custody when um when I was 11, 11. Yeah. Yeah, but within like 9 months of having us back, they had already relapsed and they were like we can't take care of them and they yeah. gave us back to the foster care system <laughs> they gave up yeah <laughs> oh jesus they were like uh, come get your kids cps yeah <laughs> uh,
0: after all you know we don't want we don't want them after all you can go ahead and take them <laughs> yeah, back Yeah,
1: <laughs> i was like duh. that's kind of fucked up <laughs> um but yeah so we ended up you know back in the foster care system and At this point, I'm pretty sure I'd lived in every city in San Diego County, like, Mm -hmm. um, and I went to, I went to like plenty of different middle schools, but Mm -hmm. around the time I started like, because this whole time too, I was really under the impression that like, if I was a good kid and got good grades and didn't, you know, have any problems, uh, that, you know, eventually we would get to go home. Mm. With my parents, yeah. yeah. this is a very bizarre experience being in foster care. Like oh, fuck, living yeah. with strangers, and yeah. like you know, there's different smells and different <laughs> routine and different food, and you're yeah. just like what the fuck? it's just a shell shock, you know? Oh fuck yeah. Um but I'm grateful for it though when I was like 12 um my foster parents were Mexican and um <laughs> sure. I I learned a lot of Spanish Oh and, really? Yeah and just Mexican culture in general I yeah. went to a lot of Quinceañeras <laughs> I wanted for the longest time I wanted to have a Quinceañera cuz I just thought that was so cool <laughs> right Um so yeah they get I'm lit grateful, in those fucking yeah, he'll yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the food Fuck is yeah. so good Fuck yeah so um yeah I, I actually got to experience a lot of different cultures while i was in the foster care system and i i do think that that's pretty rad yeah um i'm a very well-rounded person <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah when i was uh I actually, I went to middle school in National City. Uh, oh no shit! Yeah, right my, around my neck of the woods. Yeah, Granger. I went to. Granger. Oh, no yeah, my cousins went to Granger. <laughs> A lot but of fun. I, was, I was, <laughs> was one of seven white kids.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. They call you Weta. <laughs> yeah,
1: they sure do. <laughs> uh huh. What you looking at, white girl? <laughs>
0: shit. <laughs> oh shit. Gonna start banging and all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh
1: my. Um. But that's. I think that that's around the time that I started like you know becoming really resentful and just realizing that like my efforts were null and void. Like it didn't mm-hmm. matter how good a grades I got. Like, yeah you know, this whole idea that my, I just wanted my family to be normal, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. you know, and I would pray all the time for that. Mm. And, um, when that didn't happen, eventually I was just like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. And like, honestly, I hate school anyway. Um, (laughs) I probably have ADHD already at this point, but it's untreated. So, um, I would like, you know past tests with flying colors all the time but mm-hmm. when it came to homework like do absolutely none of it and then my <laughs> teachers would be just like so frustrated with me like why and <laughs> i would be like because i got bigger fish to fry at home yeah you know? so i got I plenty know. of other shit to worry about and this doesn't even make the cut like yeah um <laughs> i'm i'm destined to go to prison anyway (laughs) oh man (laughs) like i've been doing crime with my dad since i was five years old you know i've been the lookout i've done barcoding and just all Mm. kinds we used to go looting like when people would go to jail we would go to their fucking houses oh oh, yeah that's how my that's how i got my first cat like my dad was like you (laughs) could take whatever you want And I was like, anything? And he's like, anything you can fit in your arms and carry out of here, you can have. Fuck. And I was like, well, I don't want the blow-up doll, you know? And so... <laughs> <laughs> the blow, the blow. what do i want you know and it was like a few vhs tapes and this fucking cat and i was like oh my god i want the cat and my dad was like don't take the man's cat like we're already ah, that, was, that was a boundary
0: that your dad established <laughs> and I was
1: like, no it's all that i want and so he was like all right you can take the cat Fuck it, I, take it it was this <laughs> sick ass black cat that I named oh, Midnight. Obviously, Midnight.
0: I was about to ask what it was name. Cast- and that like, was
1: my first cat. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I got this from fucking midnight. Tweaker Joe or whatever the fuck his name was, and Your he's midnight locked foster. up now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
0: dude, fuck yeah.
1: So you know, I was you know at like seven or eight years old. I had it in my mind anyway that I wanted to be a con artist when I grew up because mm. I just thought that sick that shit was sick. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah um coming up was the dope Um gotcha. so yeah i i think i started fucking around between like eighth and ninth grade i just mm-hmm. i didn't want to go into freshman year as like a rookie in my mind Like <laughs> that was gonna happen if right. i didn't like get it together because up until that point i was pretty much a loner or i was bullied a lot really? like it was yeah one of the two because for a long time i was really like I would awkward socially. Oh, yeah. uh, My, I was very, like, an introspective person. Like, Mm -hmm. I was quiet and Mm. reserved and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was mostly because I was, like, constantly in fear of, like, what the world thought of me. Mm Because I, you know, I knew I was that poor kid. Mm. And I had, like, fucking busted-ass clothes and shit. And then I was always the new girl because I was always transferring schools. Like, yeah three times throughout the fucking year. Yeah. Um like by the time I got into adulthood, like I have been enrolled in thirty different schools through all throughout San Diego County. Yeah, and fun. and the Inland Empire. I was at the school <laughs> in fucking Riverside too. too. Ooh, like Jesus shit. fucking Christ. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I I wanted friends and I wanted to like fit in and I just had this preconceived notion of like, well, uh when people do that they you know they drink and they do drugs and so i started like stealing cigarettes and Mm. that progressed to like stealing beer and i don't remember i don't think i got drunk like the first time i ever drank or anything but the first time i did get drunk i remember thinking this is what i've been looking for my whole life Mm -hmm. like this is what i'm meant to do and i don't ever want to stop and um like there was some how, how old flags were you when you, early on. Um, when you were I think I was 12, maybe oh, 12. 13. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's
0: like around the same age I was Yeah. Too. Like, I
1: was like, uh, I don't know. Something just switched in me where I was just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I was really kind of bent about like the cards I had been dealt. And yeah. all this resentment started like coming up in me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was there all along and I just didn't acknowledge it. but. Yeah. At this point in time, I was just like, dude, I can't even, like, live with my family. Like, this is so fucked up. And I was just looking to, like, not feel like that and not think about that shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started drinking and smoking weed. And it wasn't, like, a problem necessarily in the beginning. Yeah. Like, it was a weekend warrior type situation. But it, it progressed quick as fuck. Yeah. Like, um at at one point when I was like fifteen, my parents got custody of us again. So we went home. But like as soon as my dad like my mom was doing good. My mom was sober. She was like had a job at Big Lots. And mm-hmm. she was going to college. She was going to Miracosta, is the school wow. I go to okay. now. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. She was doing really good. But Per the usual, you know, my dad got out of prison, and he came home, and like, you know, shortly after that, they started using together, and then my house is the trap house again, and fucking swats busting in there, Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, there's guns, there's people fucking shooting dope traffic there's some dude yeah there's some dude on fucking the fbi's top 10 most wanted list really yeah top 10 yeah uh. the cops are like coming at me about it and i was like bro i don't know i just play tony hawk pro skate and fucking smoke weed and drink like you yeah, know what i mean like yeah. and i work at popeyes and i fucking go to school like um <laughs> but like at that point my parents I don't think they felt like they could really control my behavior because I was like, you know, you guys kind of fucked off my whole existence. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like allowed... And and I had them convinced that I was still doing well in school. Oh, so okay, yeah. to them, that was like the ultimate, like... No, you're you Priority, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're doing good. So great. my mom was like, yeah, whatever. Like, you got your tongue and your belly button pierced, chill. Like, you drink, chill, you know. <laughs> I'll buy you cigarettes. That, that, you mean... <laughs> I was no, like, you, sig You, you, you were...
0: You were uh, not doing like the same thing they were, where you know, you know with the no. hard drugs. So they're just like, oh, fuck right. Cool. They were
1: like, oh, this is not that big of a deal. Yeah, you not know? that
0: big a deal at all.
1: She's kind of responsible. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Keep yeah. at it. <laughs> and then,
1: my, but my 18 year old friends, they were allowed to fucking come buy dope from my parents if they oh, had like course. ID on them. <laughs> like, you know? Really? They took the the IDs? Wild code, like yeah. wild, you know? Wild. Well,
0: you are a legal adult. Here's your methamphetamine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so my life was crazy um and around that time too um so what happened oh um a teacher at my school like that i had confided in you know that my parents were shooting dope yeah she was all taken aback you know and i was like i just thought i was just venting i you know i didn't think she was gonna like Oh. Go and tell the principal. She's a normal adult, you know. Like obviously she's gonna protect me, but in my <laughs> mind I was just, like, "Bitch, I wasn't telling you that to go tell the whole yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you was just straight, venting. She straight snitched on you. Yes, yes, yes. My social worker showed up at school to pick oh, me up and like take me no. back to Polinsky Center, and I was like, that fucking bitch
0: oh yeah.
1: wow she snitched on me <laughs> <laughs> so whether or not it was in my best interest you know I, to this day i don't know yeah. But this is yeah. how my life went yeah so. yeah I, I went back to Polinsky center and okay. I fucking a walled from there too. Uh-huh. And like, you know, a walling is what they call when you run away from like lockdown facilities. And oh, okay. that kind of became my favorite thing. I was like, Oh my <laughs> God. Like, <laughs> this I, is I like, like a prison chase. break. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. Like, once oh, again, fuck, I'm in yeah. this mindset of like, I'm this fucking con artist. <laughs> Um and I wanted to be a drug dealer. I was like, Yes, like I've got it all figured <laughs> out. Like fuck school. I'm too cool to go back. Yeah. Um Yeah. And <laughs> at that point in time anyway, I was only going to school like once a week because mm-hmm. I I was started going to continuation school when I was fifteen. I went mm-hmm. to sunset in Incinitas. And okay. then um, like, I went there for, like, three years, and which is, like, the longest I'd ever gone to any school. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the first day of senior year, I got kicked out because they were like, bro, like, <laughs> you haven't done shit since you've been here. Like, it's a credit school, so like, you're oh, supposed to go there and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get your shit together. And, yeah, yeah. like, they were like, you have a credit for art class and for group." Ooh, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. it. In yeah, the past yeah, yeah, three yeah, yeah. years, and, be, and I was yeah, like, yep. "Yeah, my bad, dog. Like, I really <laughs> hate school."
0: <laughs> well, then they send you to the funner schools. <laughs>
1: yep, the timid and North Coast, and oh, I only yes. had to go to school for like two hours. Two a hours, week. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they, they call
0: it learning center. In, yeah. I was, yeah, I, <laughs> I was that. like,
1: I'm gonna go to school today, and then I would get stoned and be like, "Nah, nah. I'll go tomorrow," you know. <laughs> but um. So yeah, that was kind of like uh, when I really stopped caring. I mean shortly after I started drinking and doing, uh, you know, smoking weed, I started yeah. doing coke. Like, somebody offered me coke one mm-hmm. time, and I was like, I don't do
0: drugs. Like, I don't yeah, do yeah, yeah. real that's drugs. Yeah, that's a, a narcotic. A yeah. Hardcore narcotic.
1: And they were like, well, you listen to that song, A O for Yayo, all the time. and I was like,
2: yeah, I don't know, dude. I just like
0: that
1: song. <laughs> wow,
0: like, that's a pitch.
1: Yeah, like, low-key in the back of my mind, I was like, I didn't even know that that meant that. Like, oh, that's, <laughs> I felt just listened to oh, Andre yeah of course you know. i listen to that song yeah I... everybody listens to that song you know? but i don't want to look like a bitch either so, uh, <laughs> so i fucking yeah. did the line you know
0: yeah
1: and i was like i don't even really feel a difference it's whatever but like, i didn't sleep It's, a, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> the next morning i threw up and i just remember thinking like i can't believe i did drugs last yeah, night yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that was just playing in my head all day Uh uh-huh. um but, yeah, everything I tried was, like, I love it. I love it. I just have an addictive personality. If I do like something, I'll overdo it, everything. And in retrospect, I've always been like that, like, especially, like, a sweets. Sweets was my first addiction, mm-hmm. like, chocolate, candy, shit like that, like, because I never got it. And when I did, I would fucking eat it to excess, and I would, yeah. I would end up getting sick, like, a lot when I was a kid. And I didn't really think about that or put the pieces together until I got sober. Mm-hmm. But, like, fuck, I've been doing this since I was, like, you know, three or four fucking, you know, if I would find sugar that I wasn't supposed to have, like, sweets, fucking cookies, whatever, I would eat them until I would get sick to my stomach and puke. <laughs> like, right. just addict behavior added from the behavior, jump, yep. you know? Um, So, uh, yeah, around that time, my parents got kicked out of that fucking trap house in vista the legoland apartments anybody from north county knows they used to call them the legoland apartments yeah that's just what they fucking look like they're like <laughs> on nettleton this street oh, that's really? like across from the star lodge which is the most shot out fucking motel <laughs> and like at the time we had like you know the fucking feds and shit fucking camped out there oh really like, yeah because my really? dad had all these guns and stuff uh, allegedly allegedly yeah, yeah, please, yeah. <laughs>
0: Sure. <laughs> and it was a trap <laughs> house. But they
1: got kicked out. They were fucking homeless. But I was still wanting to live with them, you know. Yeah. So um I evolved from another group home and uh and and I was drunk one night and we were staying at the Motel Six on College in the seventy eight. Uh-huh. Okay. So busted. And, yeah uh, it sounds like it's yeah it's fucking ratchet um <laughs> but i i went out drinking with some friends one night and i drank like so much jagermeister it makes me sick to, my stomach to think about i hate <laughs> it I hate it. But it goes down so easily
0: yeah um, it does <laughs> yeah, <your> bombs <laughs> yeah
1: anything with alcohol goes down easily for me i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> but i was really wasted and um and i just remember like i couldn't understand what the lady at the front desk was telling me because i was trying to find my parents my brother was still in foster care so he was in an all boys group home okay. in san diego mm-hmm. and um and i was staying with them though and uh i was drunk and I was trying to ask the lady at the front desk, like, where are my parents? Because, like, they weren't answering the door. And so well, what the fuck's going on? And I don't, to this day, I have no fucking idea what she said because all it came out, like, was Charlie Brown's teacher. All I heard was, wah, 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 wah. I'm like, bro, speak English. And she was like, blah, 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 cops. And I was like, I heard that, so yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, So I went out the front door, and uh, there was this huge dude in a fucking Cadillac that was like, do you need help? This is the kind of shit that I can mm-hmm. get myself in mm-hmm. when I'm that fucked up, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, yeah, I do need help. Like, yeah, I'll get in your car, no problem, you know? Yeah. And uh, he was showing me, like, this huge rock, and I was like, is that Coke? Give me some. I need some, because I was, like, you know, tore back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and the next day I woke up, and I was in one bed, and he was in another bed with a baby. Oh, and, <laughs> um And he was like, uh, the rock I was showing you last night was crack, and I was explaining to you that I sell crack, and you were san- telling that you – you were agreeing to watch my daughter. This is my daughter. Oh. And I was like, a kid? Like, nah, man, I didn't do that. And uh. he was like, yeah, you did. He's like, your name's Carissa Foster and you go to Sunset High School and you get out at 1245 and this, that, and the other. And I was like, Ooh. all right, well, uh. I guess I did fucking agree to watch your kid, you know? Like, uh. What is what is the payment arrangement oh that we God. worked out?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: he was like, um, just that like, you could stay here instead of your parents' hotel room only you can drink brandy and smoke weed and fucking i have food and oh, you know i'll okay. buy you whatever you want like makeup clothes type shit and i oh, was wow. like well that sounds like a deal my man yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. i'll be here after school um i'll be your, gotta your, go like catch i'll you be later, your crack you know? babysitter yeah for sure <laughs> sounds like a solid dad um <clears throat> so that's how i met that dude and uh-huh. ended up Coming out later on. And oh, I got a hold of my parents and they had just moved to a different hotel. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was like, but I'm going to stay with this dude because he has food and, uh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All I need, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm drinking brandy and I'm watching his daughter and it's chill. And my parents were like, all right, are you sure? Like, and I was like, it's yeah, fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Like, I've, I've been an adult since I was born, you know?
0: Yeah, right.
1: So, I was doing that for a while. Uh-huh. And, um, it came out that he's actually a pimp and, uh, wait, what crack dealer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and, and actually I don't, I don't know, maybe it was the same teacher that snitched on me. I don't remember. (laughs) I think it was, but like I had told her his actual name and like, like, you know, all the shit that was going down and like what he did for a living. Yeah. And, um, and the school principal and the school cop like came and talked yeah. to me about him and they were like, This guy's dangerous, like he's grooming you to be a prostitute and all this shit. And oh, I was just no. like, nah. Yeah. Just watching his daughter. <laughs> 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 he's a very nice pimp. Nah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <it's a homie. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh turns wow. out they were right. <laughs> oh no, they were. Yeah, totally. He
0: wasn't a nice pimp. He, no. He had not bad at bad all. motives and no, intentions? he
1: was a fucking psycho. Path. oh um, no he uh n- n- he sexually assaulted me at gunpoint so oh, wow yeah Jesus. um that was when i was 15 and uh oh uh, my fucking god are you yeah serious? yeah and he was definitely trying to get me and i would i would try to drink every day to the point of like being okay with being a prostitute and i'm not i'm not knocking anybody that has done that or mm-hmm. does do that um I give them all the credit in the world because it's insanely difficult wow. to do that. Um, and, and
0: this man forced you to do that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Jesus. So, but he was trying to uh, convince me to be a prostitute, and um, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't get drunk enough to do it. I just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And um, after that happened though, the assault, um, I waited until he was on a crack run the next day, and we were like living in some fucking trap house in the deep yeah. valley. Yeah and i just dipped like i literally well, yeah whatever, whatever i had i think i think i had like some you know a few dollars in quarters in my pocket uh-huh. and i ran to the payphone like yeah <laughs> for well. all of you that don't know
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 there's a thing called a Before payphone cell phones were a thing
1: like, <laughs> i had all my homies yeah. numbers memorized they're, they're, they're... <laughs> because i used to, to, to have a list pay we
0: used yes. to have our phone numbers in a list yes. if you didn't remember it, and, <laughs> and you would go to this thing called a, a pay phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you would
1: put quarters in. it was in a
0: booth sometimes And you would
1: have a little five minute phone call or yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so
1: i ran to a pay phone called a friend you know dipped out of there thank god um eventually i ended up you know strung out on meth like somebody was like oh i don't have coke but i have meth and i'm like yeah Yeah. whatever's clever whatever you got um and then and then i had my stint with ecstasy and at that point i was like i'm i did drop out of school because i was like yeah i don't give a fuck and um uh and my boyfriend was a fucking coke dealer and an ecstasy Mm -hmm. dealer and Mm -hmm. I was a real trap queen. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> Loved it. I was like, this is the motherfucking I got it, life. I got
0: it going on.
1: Yeah, until uh, ecstasy pretty much, Like I thought that I was going to be like, permanently... Messed up from it Like I was gonna be e
0: oh, really? you know. It was oh e yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one before
1: Yeah Because I was I was doing it like Every other day Every three days You mm. know And just like Yeah
0: It would cause a lot of uh,
1: Obsessively Yeah brain damage Brain damage Yeah um, And I started having Excuse me no, I started having good. panic attacks Like constantly To the point of like I Pretty much became agoraphobic, and that was the first time that—that's when you're like afraid to leave your house. Okay. okay. Um. So I just like would never leave my house because every time I did, I'd have a panic attack and then want to go right back home. Mm -hmm. Um. So that was the first time I went to rehab. Like I went to this um, dual diagnosis crisis center in Oceanside, and oh shit! And you were still 15.
2: No, I was 18
1: at the time. Okay, so you're an adult now. Yeah. Um. And. They uh, they were amazing. I wanted to stay there so much longer than I could. Um like you could only stay there for like fourteen days, but I was like, Oh really? no please, like Yeah, yeah. I don't have nowhere I else really, to go. I really love it here. <laughs> oh, don't make me go. Love it, <laughs> I love doing art therapy and talking to my psych. <laughs> so good. So but yeah, that didn't work out and um I because I was really in denial about my drinking. Yeah. Like, when I went there, I remember, like, they were telling me that, you know, I can go to AA meetings, and I was like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck your weird-ass, corny-ass little circle. Yeah, telling an
0: 18-year-old, uh, yeah. go to AA is not a...
1: That's not going to do shit for me. Like, yeah. in my mind, it was just a bunch of losers that sat in a circle and talked about their feelings, and I just thought that was <laughs> the dumbest shit. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't, right. even, I don't even believe that you guys are fucking sober. Like, that's so oh, weird, yeah. you know? And, uh... So I went back there out there and, you know, did the same old shit for the next, you know, three years or so. And um, I ended up getting a DUI (laughs) and I got mandated to go to AA meetings. And I, I knew a couple of people that did. I think I posted on like. Facebook. and was like does anybody go to a <laughs> like, I have to go you know
0: right right, right. And, uh, a little company
1: yeah my friend Sean from high school was like I'll pick you up on Tuesday oh
0: uh, Sean Sean T yeah okay yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about the lunchbox
1: <laughs> that's my boy that's right <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> he used to buy me fucking cigarettes because he was like 18 when I was in high school when I was like 15 he's like three years older than me wow we went to the same high school Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, so he picked me up from a meeting, and then he dropped me off at seven o'clock at the beginners meeting in oceanside on tuesday nights uh-huh. and he was like good luck like the meeting starts at eight and then like left and <laughs> oh, i was what? like sick <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that's not cool <laughs> no he was gonna come back and pick me up but he had oh, like good. some service commitment oh, i didn't know oh. what any of that meant yeah at time, yeah at the time, time you're like now yeah, this guy's a douche for real fuck you
2: bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't
1: even want to be here i i remember i was wearing pajamas <laughs> and a hoodie, and I was wearing headphones that are literally as big as these because I just, like, didn't want to talk to anybody, yeah. and I had every intention of drinking as soon as I left there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing I remember from that meeting was that I heard the words pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization, uh, and yeah. I remember thinking, like, that is my life, and I've never resonated with something so so much, and um, and also um, all of the the people, all the young people there, which is so weird to me. Uh, <laughs> I guess, like I was saying, you're all sober, yeah. And you like hang out sober together. <laughs> like, what do you do? But yeah, well, yeah. You play checkers. Like I, like I like it was so mind-blowing your
0: lives are over guys yeah I'm like this is the girl
1: like I would get genuinely upset in high school when people wouldn't ditch with me to go get loaded mm. because I'd be like what do you mean like I just told you I have booze or I just told you I have blower I've told you I have yeah. weed like why the fuck would you ever prioritize school yeah. over that yeah. uh, what the fuck <laughs> man it makes no sense Name. to me yeah <laughs> loser uh, <laughs> so so yeah i was really taken aback by these kids that like mm. were sober and then hung out together sober and they invited really me cool. to like go get tacos at cabo after the meeting and i was like, like what? yeah i was so conflicted because like half of me was like oh that's so cool yeah i totally want to go and the other half of me was like Jealous in this weird way, but like I couldn't let them know that I was jealous of them because mm-hmm. you know they were weird. <laughs> 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 but I went and got talks with them, and that was like my first exposure to like young people's AA. And wow, it was that's so like cool. so weird. And um, it took me a while. Like that was like summer two thousand eleven. Oh, two thousand eleven. Yeah. But it took me, I didn't get sober until um, August 20th, uh, 2012.
0: Okay, so you were um, a little in and out for a while.
1: Yes, yes, because the thought of committing really freaked me out, and so I never wanted to get to 30 days because uh, I just thought, oh, like, okay, so you... well, now i have to be accountable to these freaks, you know? Yeah. Right. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know how. Like, mainly it was that. It was like, I don't know how to be sober you know my my world has never offered that i've never seen that you know mm-hmm. so it was just i was at the jumping off point and i didn't yeah. even know it but i was just so torn between worlds uh, and uh so and they were they were planting seeds yes for yes for sure I and, I and i tried to rebel against every single <laughs> one like, they were like get a sponsor but make sure that it's a woman and i was like all right sick sean will you be my sponsor
0: (laughs) he told me this he he, uh i I talked to him uh, a little bit ago he told me that and i'm like Really? So she had a male sponsor?
1: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, because I was like, nah, I hate women, like <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> All
0: right, homie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he
1: said he would, and like, so technically he was my sponsor for like 24 hours. But then I kind of felt oh. retarded. and I was like, this isn't gonna work if I don't like do it the right way. So when I finally decided, like, this is it, and I'm gonna get sober for real. I knew that I had to do it the right way. Yeah. Um, so I went up to this chick that was in roller derby mm-hmm. and is like five inches taller than me. And okay. so a little bit intimidating. Yeah, intimidating. Yeah. Uh, her name's Dawn. And I uh-huh. was like, will you be my sponsor? And it, it just felt so awkward and <laughs> unnatural. And you was know?
0: she also like a uh, young like you? like?
1: Similar. um yeah yeah i want to say she's like a little bit older but not much like she, i think she's maybe like 10 years older than me okay
0: that's not that big
1: yeah, yeah so she's maybe like early 30s, early 30s? And I, okay i was 21 which is yeah so weird yeah <laughs> I,
0: I, I do wanted to say like i i uh because you know i wasn't really familiar with uh young alcoholics meetings you know yeah, i yeah. uh yeah I, I only started going to those like um uh, maybe um past year and i i i I, they're fucking wild as fuck dude (laughs) they they get they get really carried away but i always just admired that like wow like it's so cool you know that like you know you get these fucking sober fucking youngsters and shit yeah like you know all together like i i i I really like just a part of me just thinks that's really fucking rad because you know when i first went to aa i was 20 and it, uh, I went to the South Bay Pioneers at Nooner and it was like a bunch of fucking old fucks, three so times like older 85? than
2: five. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> all retired and shit, because they have nothing else to do on a fucking noon on a Tuesday.
1: Never but, even seen a meth pipe. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that too. And you know, um, and I, 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 when I first went in there, I definitely felt like I couldn't relate at all. Like right. I was like, I do not belong here at all. But. <laughs> The yeah. irony is, is that um, um I end up getting a sponsor much later in life. That is an older man that that works at the South Bay Pioneers. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I did, um, I, I always, I, I, I admire that. I admire that whoever started that and and yeah. the people that keep it going. It's fucking awesome, man.
1: Right? Because I mean, I was, I was so under the impression that like fun was no longer to be had and uh i was probably never gonna dance again and yeah just you know all these stupid things that i thought that were just totally wrong you know and i and i thought they were all weird and Mm -hmm. you know they didn't have fun and you know I, i i don't know what i thought but i i just thought that sobriety equaled misery but yeah it was better <laughs> right. than the like, misery the that i was fuck? going through you know <laughs> so i was like i don't know like, i don't want to
0: be depressed for the rest of my fucking yeah, life Yeah,
1: <laughs> i guess i'll take this misery over that misery because yeah. th- this misery is gonna land me in jail if i don't get my shit together that too and whatever so i don't so, know yeah I, so what
0: got you sober like i when you were 20. Okay,
1: so yeah, I started for real when I asked Don to be my sponsor. Mm-hmm. Then that that like had a a, snow, a snowball effect on me, like taking other suggestions yeah. and doing them the right way. Like I got a commitment. I, oh, okay. I started going to I I think I went to well over 190 like wow. you know they say, you know, 90 meetings 90, in 90, 90 days. Yeah. Well, I was sometimes going to two meetings a day. Mhm. So I was just filling up my time. At the time, I worked at Del Taco, and (laughs) I I went to meetings, and you know, I lived with my parents. So, and they had kind of gotten their shit together when I was like eighteen or nineteen. They stopped. Were were they supportive of you,
0: like getting? Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure they were. My mom was blown away that I actually liked AA because she just thought that (laughs) I was going to hate it, you know, everything about it because I was so rebellious. and, Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to tell me what to do, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't. They didn't need me. I needed them. Um, and and my sponsor got to it right away with the demands. Like,
2: <laughs> are you
1: willing to do whatever it takes to stay sober? Ooh, yeah, or anything? yeah, you betcha. anything. Yeah. And I was like, the first time I met up with her to like talk about the steps, um, I I smoked a cigarette. She didn't smoke, and uh, and I put it out on the ground and I like left it there. And she was like, pick that cigarette butt up and throw it away. And I was like. What? But wow. at the same time, I was doing it. I was doing it. And yeah. it was just, I was so desperate for what they all had. Mm-hmm. You know, the stuff that like, that's not in the book. Like, you can just tell when somebody's aura is just like radiating joy and success. You know, yeah. that's what I was jealous of. That's yeah. what I was, you know, attracted to. Yeah. Um. And so I just did it. And I just started doing the steps and i and i started working them like so thoroughly when i got to my fourth step like i i started from the very beginning i mean i my first resentment was when i was five years old Mm -hmm. and i went over to this little girl's house that i was friends with i had this piece of chocolate cake i'll never forget this bitch yeah Um, she'll forever be on my four steps. I I appreciate the honesty. People don't forget. (laughs) I have this piece of chocolate cake and it had a maraschino cherry on top of it. Uh And I was like, I'm going to go share this cake with my friend. Mm -hmm. But never did I ever think what was going to occur happened. But I knocked on her door. She opened her door. She took the maraschino cherry off my cake. Uh She ate it. And I was like that Uh, fucking whore and i (laughs) cried and i cried and i walked all the way home thinking how could she ever do that
2: to me oh my god
1: that was my first resentment that was on my four step like Uh, i didn't leave anything out I put dentists on there. I put spiders <laughs> the on assholes. there. I put the CPS system on uh, there. Yeah. Get the, those the system in general. Fuck the police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: they were on my fourth step, for sure. Yeah. Chill of the police department. Yes. Yeah. Everyone. Put you on everyone and
1: anything was on my fourth step. <laughs> I had 198 resentments on my first fourth step. I oh, see. So. Very thorough. Yes. And, and I started to have a spiritual experience, you know, people started coming up to me when I was about nine months sober and telling me that they just noticed this huge change in me and stuff. Or, wow. you know, like when I first met you, I thought you were going to stab me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, but Very you know, well. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel stabby. sometimes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, my life started to expand and, uh, Sooner rather than later, I, the, I stopped having the obsession of drink and use. It was crazy. Um, because, you know, how I was saying when I was 18 that I was really in denial about my alcoholism. Yeah. Like, that caused a delay in my sobriety for a long time because it took a while for me to realize and accept that, you know, somebody asked me one time, uh, you know, trying to figure out what my drug of choice is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, there's every drug known to man on the table mm-hmm. and alcohol and weed and whatever yeah, you course. know you can think of. And what are you going for first? And my mind is always alcohol. And then it, it avalanches into other stuff. Like yeah. once I take a drink, the drink takes me and then all bets are up. I don't care. I'll do any drug. You yeah. Know? If you got it and you're, it's free and you're sharing, like I'll do anything. Heroin, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Like as, as long as you I don't have black to feel. Heroin? Yeah, for sure, for sure I do. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I'll I, I snorted or smoke it, like I am so down. Yeah. <laughs> Even shit you're not supposed to snort or smoke. I mean, I've tried. Yeah. So. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I started, you know, I started working in treatment. Um, I went, I. I got my GED. Um, oh fuck yeah! I bought my first car. Like things started wow. to really take off for me. Wow. I got in a really toxic fucking relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we, will, we all do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Got, yeah, check that one off the list too. <laughs> Dated
1: a narcissist. Yeah, <laughs> it was wild. Um, but really, the things that kept me sober are still the things that keep me sober today, and that's rigorous honesty. Um, you know, even when I feel like using, I tell. Somebody about it, mm-hmm. whether it be my sponsor or my friends that are in recovery or, you know, co-workers, because, yeah. you know, I work with people that are in recovery and sometimes people that aren't in recovery, bunch of therapists, you know, mm-hmm. I've been working in mental health and substance abuse for the past 10 years. Wow. And um, that was all great. And, um, yeah, my life was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got pregnant. With my twin ah, sons, yeah, um, two boys, yeah, at the end of 2020. Oh, okay. and uh, so going into 2021, um, you know, and I was with their dad, and um, he was using and
0: using um, fentanyl
1: yeah at the time i thought it was heroin <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not, not that, that bad that makes it any better yeah, yeah. that's
0: <laughs> overdose rates right <laughs> but like
1: fentanyl wasn't like a, a i didn't really know about it oh too yeah much, yeah it know? was flooded by then but yeah. yeah but
0: it wasn't common knowledge
1: yes i wasn't really thinking about it like that and i and i definitely didn't know that it was just like being put in everything you yeah. know um because it just never crossed my mind, like, why would you want to do something? Like, that's so gnarly, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm trying to get fucking lit, but yeah. I don't know if I'm trying to die all the yeah. time, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, so I was really in denial about that because yeah. I, I just thought, like, okay, well, now I'm pregnant, so, like... Yeah. You gotta get it together, cause right, you know. I'm right? Pregnant. No, yeah, no,
0: absolutely. That's the first thing that coming. So in I'm head. just
1: thinking, you know, and and obviously uh, I come from a long line of like toxic relationships, so mm-hmm. I do have a soft spot <laughs> fucking dope fiends. <laughs> <laughs> I always have.
0: You're so, not alone in that department,
1: right? So uh, so I'm just like going with the most, and I'm still at this point going to meetings, working steps, and. You know, I've sponsored other women. I I, I don't think I touched on that. Um, I don't think I I was sponsoring anybody at the time, but um, I have sponsored other women and and had all kinds of commitments. So you would tell another woman, like, hey, uh, this this isn't good, (laughs) this isn't good. (laughs) Yeah, maybe if I did have a sponsor at the time. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so uh, June 11th, 2021, um, my aunt... Called me. I was supposed to go to my parents' house that day and buy food stamps for my dad. Okay. <laughs> a living. You, you gotta, you gotta um, do what you
0: gotta do for them, Romans.
1: Yeah, my my dad was always selling his food stamps so I could go buy them <laughs> for fifty cents on the dollar. You know, so like, of course I'm going to go buy fucking forty dollars worth of food stamps because it's eighty dollars worth of food stamps. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I was supposed to go do that, and I was just, I was tired. I was pregnant. I mean pregnant with twin boys how I was far along huge. were you i was seven months oh yeah so you yeah. you were you i were was really hurting. pregnant i was getting stuck in the bathtub on a regular basis, <laughs> pregnant. um so yeah and i i was supposed to go over there and um i thought it was kind of weird that like my 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 brother w- uh, had just gotten out of jail and mm-hmm. he was staying with my parents too um okay. in vista okay and um I thought it was weird that my mom, my dad, my brother, like nobody called me to like, hey, are you, aren't you? are you coming over today? Yeah. But I was just tired and I was staying in La Jolla at the time and I was like, I'm pregnant. I do want to go. go over there tomorrow or some shit. Mm-hmm. And um, my aunt called me and she was like, um, they weren't, I'm so sorry that they weren't able to revive them. And I was so confused. Um, yeah, I've never been more confused. I, I, I just started screaming, uh, at Tim to come take me to the hospital. In my mind, I was like, they all overdosed. Okay, that's fine. Like, Mm-hmm. I knew they were using together. I didn't know to what extent, yeah. but this has been a common theme. You know what I mean? This isn't the first time they've been getting loaded together. Yeah. Um. My aunt had just – I mean, my mom had just the year before overdosed on OxyContin and went okay. to the hospital. And, you know, so, so for a split second, my mind just thought they just – Overdose. Yeah, like, yeah. And so and, I and called they'll her get back. back and yeah, no I called her back. Like, well, what what hospital are they at? And she yeah. was like, I think they took them to Tri City. I don't know. Yeah. And so I'm like yelling at Tim, like, come take me to the hospital. And then it dawns on me, and she calls me back, and she says the same thing, like, they weren't able to revive them, and my whole world crumbled, uh, fell to my knees and I was just in shock um, and misery. Um my mom, my dad and my brother all died that day from fentanyl poisoning and I was so scared of what to do. I didn't know what to do with myself. I just said take me to the hospital because I didn't feel safe in my own body. Like, um, to this day, I think if I wasn't pregnant, I I maybe would have killed myself or, I for sure would have relapsed at the very least. Um, I definitely wanted to die. Um, It was gnarly, it was way gnarly, Um, especially because I was pregnant yeah um a lot of hormones and just the thought that my family would never meet my sons it just tore me apart yeah. um so I went to the hospital. I really thought they were going to give me a Xanax at the very least.
0: <laughs> give me something Come here. Come on, you know? <laughs> This is a lot of trouble. If
1: anybody gets a freebie, it's me right now. But I really wasn't thinking about that I'm pregnant. So they're like, uh, yeah, we're not going to give you a Xanax, bro. <laughs> They were like, like, uh, best we can do is stop this early pregnancy from, ha- uh, early labor from coming on. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> fine, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh so God. they gave me like some medicine to stop me from going into preterm labor because I was like, you know, stressing the babies out. And yeah. Under all and this. I knew like I needed to like chill, like for the sake of my children, it's, it's amazing what mothers can do. Like props yeah. to fucking all the good moms out there. Cause yeah. I, fuck yeah would only allow myself to get upset for a certain period of time. Like I would maybe cry for like five minutes at a time. And then I would really be like, get it together for your kids, get it together for your kids like every day. Mm -hmm. Then I had my sons and a month later and, um, by C-section. Okay. And that was fucking rough. I mean, I was still grieving Yeah, I had the worst postpartum depression and anxiety. Oh, fuck. Shit, man. And they had just cut me open to get them out. So I'm recovering from C-section. Yeah, You know, I'm staying in my fucking cousin's one-bedroom apartment. We're renting out her room, me and the babies. Mm -hmm. My baby daddy at this point is fucking maybe coming to help me every other week for okay. a night you so know already... and i don't even know i yeah. at this point i don't even know that he's just strictly like doing fentanyl yeah. <clears throat> so when i find that out i'm like okay well you can't come to see my kids so you can't fucking come help me with them because you could kill them yeah and they're pre, they're preemie babies like they're yeah. my babies were five and a half pounds when they were bored the last thing you so. want
0: your your newborn yes, babies to be around as a pet. Yes.
1: Dog. They're all I have in this world at this point, at yeah. least how I feel. And it was it was gnarly. Um I managed to stay sober though. Yeah. Um that's a no matter fucking what right there. Yes. Yes. Especially because I always grew up with the mind state that I would never be the same parent that my parents were to me. You know, yeah. I'm gonna break the fucking cycle. Yeah. And so um, I ended up, we ended up homeless and me and my cousin had gotten to an argument and mm-hmm. um, we left and I didn't have anywhere to go. And I just had two premature infants and we were just couch surfing for a couple months mm-hmm. and it was brutal. Uh, I prayed every night that I would die in my sleep. Um, yeah. I couldn't fathom giving my kids up and I couldn't fathom giving up on them. I just didn't want to feel anything anymore. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how the fuck I was going to keep living. Um, and eventually my aunts, uh, they, they flew out from Florida to have a memorial for my family. Okay. And um, in October 2021, and um, they were like, just let us fly the babies back and you can drive your car out to florida and just move to florida because that's the only way that we can be there for you you know mm-hmm. and they're my mom's sisters and uh um, yeah. i at that point i i was like all right god like you know i apparently this is what i'm supposed to do because yeah. all other bridges have been burned yeah. you know yeah. Um one of my really good friends at the time uh had called CPS on me. Are you the, serious? Yeah, when the boys were like a month old, CPS showed Are you up at fucking my cousin's serious? house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I was f- Filled with hatred. Oh, oh,
0: yeah. Filled (laughs) a dark, a dark spot. Yes, (laughs) a
1: stabby moment for sure. Yeah, (laughs) if I've ever had one. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm just like, (sighs) of all things. So yeah, so on my was that eight years? Yeah, on my eight years sober. Uh huh. So that was the day CBS showed up at my house. Is August nineteenth, twenty twenty one, and then. I went to pee for the county uh, on my sobriety birthday. (laughs) August 20th, 2021. I had Mm. to go take a piss test for the county to prove that I wasn't on drugs. Oh my (laughs) fucking God. Happy Ocho for you Yeah the, the, the guy when he was like Oh yeah they called for um, abuse and neglect I was like look at me I literally was like look at me dog I'm the one that's abused and neglected Are you fucking serious I <laughs> There's like baby puke on my shirt My hair is fucking out of control I haven't showered in days And I'm like dog look at me Like, Why, uh, why,
0: why would your friend Call CPS on you
1: Because I went to a concert I really? didn't think that that was appropriate. Yeah, I mean I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're just infants. I just left them in the room by themselves. Like, fuck them. <laughs> you know? I'm being sarcastic as fuck, obviously. <laughs> like I didn't leave my kids Did by themselves. Did you take them to the show? <laughs> yeah. Like what are you talking about? I had my I had my homegirl that uh that has a degree in child development and okay. you know works at a preschool she was watching them
0: oh oh no <laughs> how dare you and i was paying the top dollar too you know what i mean you, you might as well let that that crack pimp fucking watch them <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
1: neglectful bitch.
0: wow that's so crazy
1: yeah how dare you go live life oh after my. your whole family died you know Fuck yeah you.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Yeah, trying to it's, take something
0: off your mind for one night yeah. oh my fucking god yeah
1: what a piece of shit disgusting you are. i know you didn't get loaded but fuck you <laughs> it's like man anybody oh god stop adding to the stigma that moms aren't allowed to be individual people that yeah. take care of themselves because that's the only way that you can be a good mom to your kids and that's one thing that i've learned and i'm not giving up like i'll die on this hill like i am allowed to be an individual and a mom i yeah. am not a slave to motherhood i am allowed to take care of myself and be happy if anything for my kids because that's the only way that i can be a good mom And i've learned yeah. that over the past couple of years um so after i got to florida i'll wrap it up i know Oh, (laughs) it's okay
0: i know we can go on five hours with you but i'm all
1: bro i'm sorry (laughs) i'm getting to the end here i promise i already got sober (laughs) it's just some some gnarly shit has happened you know in my sobriety um that i think it's good to touch on because you know if anybody in on the planet has an excuse to fucking have relapsed, yeah. you know, it's me.
0: And I literally told you that. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe multiple times. And, like, and
1: I didn't. Damn. So, you know what I mean? So, no no excuses. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to fucking hear it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just like, get better, like, you know, um, take suggestions, get involved. Like, yeah. oh, my God, the times that I went to conventions, like mm. young people's conventions.
0: I went to one.
1: Really yes, recently It was I fucking know. insane It was I, lit. I, I, I couldn't uh. I, I couldn't hang dude I was like <laughs> Oh my god <laughs>
0: Just <laughs> that,
1: getting fucked up Off sleep dep And energy drinks
0: Yes I, I don't know how many I fucking drank That fucking <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: my liver is back to stage just... stage <laughs> one fibrosis no dude no for reals uh yeah it was it was so fucking fun uh you know that they you know all, all like it, it was like a experience. giant yeah it was like a giant party but fun and yes. and fucking sober. uh sober and you hear all these great speakers and shit, yeah. and, and like, and it was really rad too. In the very main meeting, there was a like an old ass white lady, like with like fifty five years, like started the whole uh, uh, um, the, the fellowship. You know, yeah. the young people AA fellowship going in there. And I was just like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Like, I mean, that's like the ultimate like proof right there. You know yes, what I mean? This yes, yes. That's
1: exactly that bitch. That's who I want to be.
0: Yeah, right.
1: I want to be the, yeah, the fifty-five year old bitch. Yeah, the like, yo, I've been sober for eighty years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Roll up in the wheelchair and shit. Yeah,
1: or the other way around. My bad. Nah, that, that wasn't mathing right. No,
0: nah, I, I got you, what you're saying. You get
1: me? Yeah. I, yeah,
0: yeah, you could be a hundred and something years old and <laughs> yeah. still be sober. Um. But yeah, it was so fucking awesome, and I, I like that's I was I really admired that that, yes. that that whole thing, man. You can be young and you can be sober.
1: Absolutely, and those those people that I got sober with, or that have stayed, even connected to me, even the ones that aren't necessarily a hundred percent sober anymore, um, they are my family. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought me food. They. They checked in with me all the time. You know what I mean. They asked me if there was anything they could do for me. They came and held my kids so I could take a shower. You know. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know where I would be without the fellowship. Like it saved my life. It, okay. it has saved my life many a times. Um, in 2019, like you know, before all this happened, I, um, my that toxic relationship I was talking about in the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. He left me for my best friend, and that oh. shit fucked me wow. all the way up. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of getting stabby. Ah! <laughs> a couple whoa. people will get stabbed here. <laughs> this isn't supposed to be happening. I'm fucking sober, oh, you know, for a yeah. long time. Jesus. At the time, I was sober for like seven years. I'm like, why is this happening?
2: <laughs>
1: but life doesn't, you know, get easier perfect because you get yeah. sober. But it does get worth it.
2: Like, yeah.
1: For abs- certain. Absolutely. And, and so I've been out in Florida for the past two years um, working at a mat clinic as a peer specialist. And, oh, wow.
0: Yeah. That's fucking cool.
1: Continuously trying to um, help people. That, that, that's one thing I know is that I'm good with people, all types of people, because I've been around all types of people. Yeah. And because I've seen addiction from every angle. I've been my own. I mean, I have experienced addiction myself. I have experienced it as the child of somebody whose parents are doing that. I have been sober in a relationship with a junkie. I have (laughs) been, you know, getting loaded uh, in relationships. uh, And I've been a substance use counselor. And I've lost people. Mm -hmm. Um, So... You know, on top of my family, about five months ago, my best friend Chelsea died from fentanyl poisoning oh, as that's well. That's right. And yeah, that, that was a, really rocked me too.
0: That was really sad, and I heard about that from many, many people. And it's yeah,
1: just, it um so sad. It just added like, okay, there's four people now that I loved more than most people on this planet that won't get to see my sons grow up won't get to be at my wedding one day or you know just it's mental fuckery and it's really hard to like just keep doing the deal but that's the only thing I know how to do and like thank God like AHA has trained my feet so well I know where the fuck to go I know where my home is and where my people are and where my family is even if my blood family can't be here Mm -hmm. And even people like you, Louise, like that have just like shown support in any way, you yeah. know, like that really were there when it mattered the most and, yeah. and not just for show or for clout, because I know there was, you know, a lot of people oh, oh, that hey, I don't really yeah. fuck with like, that. <laughs> like, Oh my God, I've known this girl my whole life. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. no, you fucking have. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, like <laughs> you just I, I, want to be I, I, a part of this fuckery, you know?
0: I I know I I'm familiar with it. I, I experienced it with my dad. I experienced it with my best friend. All of a sudden, people come and they they act like they give a fuck, and then you right. know a month later, you don't ever fucking see or hear from them again.
1: Right? Where were all these people at that were gonna supposedly watch yeah. my kids? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll help you out. They'll you know they'll... Come get they, they, these they... kids. Yeah, I get it. They... They want to talk big, and yeah, it is what it is.
1: Exactly, and so the ones that have really been there, like they mean the world to me, and yeah, um, my connection with God is like a huge thing, and my higher power, if you will, I, I, I prefer to call it God, but I, yeah. I don't mind what anybody else calls it. And mm-hmm. I just hope you find that, and you know, clarity, and um, you know, I, I just want people to know that they're worth it, and leaving your loved ones behind is devastating to them mm-hmm. devastating um it hurts a lot um and some days are better than others but um I, I, through oh, so much faith and hard work and determination i've been able to stay sober for 11 and a half years and nice. um <clears throat> yeah, you deserve and I was one able of these. To- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a trip and i didn't i was able to move back here and San Diego is my home, and Fuck yeah. I'm so happy to be here. And you know, we're we're hopefully moving into our place on Monday in Oceanside, and it's just these are the these are the promises coming true. You know, yeah. in my life, and it, it, there are hard times, and there will always be hard times, but um, I just. The only silver lining that I can see in all of the loss that I've experienced and all of the trauma that I've experienced is the ability to relate to others and hopefully help people. Um, And I just want to get the word out there that, like, fentanyl is a motherfucker and it's a murderer, and I just don't want to see anyone go through anything like what I've been through. And um, I hope that anything that I've said is touched even one person um because like you know you can do it um i i i just have to be willing to to, to do a little bit of work and have a little bit of faith yeah. and 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 my god takes care of the rest and i'm really grateful uh thank you so so yeah. so much for having yeah. me
0: oh yeah well, thank fentanyl. you for coming I <laughs> thank course. you all day for the <laughs> forever
1: Forever. You
0: know, and uh, fuck, I, I really appreciate you coming on. And I'm so fucking excited of having you as a co-host. It's yes. going to be fucking, it's going to be fucking lit. All right?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> fuck yeah. I, 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 again, you know, your story is a powerful one. I got your fucking back. Like, I, I really do. And I, Thanks, I really, dude, I really, I fucking really appreciate this. All Absolutely. right. I'm going to, I'm also going to do another uh first right here. I am going to do an a. Official outro Alright <laughs>
2: Sorry about that There it is <laughs> Bye everybody <laughs>